When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and this week we have an on-location episode for you. During Mine Expo 2021, I had the opportunity to speak with fire truck manufacturer Rosenbauer about a specialized firefighting vehicle it has designed for mining applications and why it chose to utilize Volvo Penta engines to power the vehicles. Please note the interview was recorded on the trade show floor, so sound quality at times may be less than optimal. Let's take a listen now. I just want to start with kind of an overview of the company and like. So, and Paul might be able to help more with the overview even part, but Can I would. Take that part? Huh? I take that part. There you go. <laughs> so, for over 160 years, Rosenbauer has built fire equipment globally, worldwide. And in the States, they started uh, building. They entered the North American market in the late 90s. And then. Around 2000, we started building aircraft rescue firefighting trucks here in the States. Okay. And since then, the Panther, you know, we put the Panther more than 300 airports in the United States and Canada and worldwide. I'm not even sure the number worldwide, but all we do is we are the largest manufacturer of fire equipment in, in the world. Okay. And if we, if you know, Mars ever gets explored, we'll probably have a base there. <laughs> so we've got manufacturing facilities on six continents. Um, we just built our 2000th Panther a year and a half ago, so we're probably at you know 2200. But we 2000th was delivered to um, Fort Lauderdale International Airport and uh, December of 2020. So, um, the global office is in Leonding, Austria. Okay. And then in, in the states, we have a plant at Wyoming, Minnesota. That built. That's where the arm trucks are built. And then we have fire truck manufacturing in, uh, outside of Sioux Falls and Lyons, South Dakota. And then we have our own aerial division that builds our high-reach extendable turret in Fremont, Nebraska. Which is this right here. So there's, okay. there's three plants in the States alone. And that's how we capture the North American market with those three plants. Okay. Family-owned organization, largest one that we know of. Rev Group's been buying up a bunch. They might now be the largest, but it's a conglomerate. It's not actually. Rosenbauer is a single, single family manufacturer, and uh, this is the 30th anniversary of the Panther this year. So we've been building the Panther for 30 years. Uh, what else haven't we said here? Um, Founded in 1866 by by the Rosenbauer family. Been building fire trucks ever since. 
and that's all we do is fire equipment. That's probably another important point. Okay. Um, some of our competitors actually manufacture other types of vehicles and everything. All we do is manufacture fire trucks, fire gear, fire, anything to do with fire. In fact, Rosenbauer says that they can outfit an entire fire station from clothing to protective all gear to trucks. All you gotta do is add the fire butter. Yeah. Yep, that's what they say. So. And you guys have been getting a lot of traction in recent years, right? I mean, you're really getting into a lot of the airports. And what, what are the factors behind that? What's driving that? Well, I think, first of all, it took, you know, there was one of our competitors was has been in the market for a long time, so we had to get through that door um, eventually, and we started in 2000, as Paul said, and the first five years was, was pretty skinny, but after that, we started getting momentum, and I think a lot of it was just name recognition. People were looking at an alternative um, from the other the other manufacturer, and uh, we got our, once we had the opportunity to get our foot in the door, we provided good customer service which was a big part with these ARF units they if they're down at all the airport has to drop index they have to turn flights away they don't like doing that so it's very important that these ARF units have to stay up and operational and so customer service after the sale to be able to take care of them and continue to take care of them is, is a really big selling point so that's probably the biggest reason why we've been so successful we've been uh, we've been in to pretty several of the major airports in the US now have our entire fleet in there and Canada, Halifax, Toronto, Los Angeles, Houston, Miami, uh, just to name a few real quick that have their our entire fleet is, is Rolls and Bowers. And then would you attribute it to the technology itself? Is there things unique about it compared to some of the competitors? A little bit. We have a few unique things, but um, honestly, I think it's probably more the warranty of service after the sale and the capability to support the vehicle after it's delivered. We do have a few specialty functions, um, but overall, they're very similar. The vehicles are, all three of them. So, quality product, isn't it? I mean, all the components in it is a premium quality. The pumps are all made in... The Rosenbauer pumps, and so that might so be it's another all, point. Everything, you know, most everything's in-house is Rosenbauer, Rosenbauer pump, the axles, the engine, and the uh, transmission, the, the powertrain. Those are the only things that really aren't Rosenbauer. The, the nozzles, so it's a real the, premium, premium quality. Stand behind the cell, and, and our technology has been our technology has been cutting edge. We've been out in front. We've we've actually pushed our competitors to uh, up their game because of what we've put out there. Okay. And going back to the warranty piece, I think you know Volvo's engine, having the Volvo Penta engine, they have a really wide dealer network, which is which is big because the manufacturer, the, the customers really want to be able to, the, the engine's one of the big pieces of the truck. If it doesn't work, nothing else does. Right. So they really want to make sure the warranty is solid and that they have the ability to get it fixed quickly. And so that's the network that they have is a really big factor for our customers because we're the only um, RF unit that makes that uses Volvo in the engine. So that's a big benefit for us too. Okay. So is it been a close partnership then between you guys and Volvo Penta? So the relationship between Volvo and Rosenbauer started in Austria. So we're, we, we have a strong partnership with the, with the organization in Austria. We, we developed a certain engines for, for the European half trucks and that you know, that's then, then translated over into the product that we sell. Uh, that we, 
Actually, more than anything, I think when we went, went to the Volvo Penta engine, uh, it, our customers, our existing customers, were blown away. You know, a new power plant, a new drivetrain. What are we doing here? And then once they saw it and they drove it, and they really loved the engine, the quietness of it, mm-hmm. and we, we didn't sacrifice anything. And Volvo Penta really helped us out to to keep that customer base happy with a great engine. And the performance was in excess of what's required. I mean, you know the details of oh, yeah. you know, speeds and yeah, it's, I think that's an important piece because with these units, that engine has to be able to get this truck. It weighs 80 tons, and they have to be able to get this truck from 0 to 50 in 35 seconds or less, and it has to be able to go at least 70 miles an hour. Scratch that so, 80 tons, 40. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 40 tons, 80,000 pounds. So, um, yeah, that acceleration is critical. But there, right? yeah. And then some of the testing. Get to the fire, you know, to the incident. Absolutely, because of the requirements for the FAA on response times for the airfield, even though we're talking mining, that's what drives what the requirements are to build this truck. So Paul and I are both on the NFPA, our um, technical committee that actually writes the standards for the trucks. Okay. So we've been a part of that for quite a while. Um, and this truck exceeds the standards, doesn't it? It does exceeds it. So one of the standards this has to be able to do is it has to be able to ascend a 40 degree grade while it's pumping and be able to stop and start again without any problems, without any delays or anything. And it has to be able to do that all the way to the top. So that's a pretty significant requirement. And it's the only type of apparatus that's gonna be able to do that firefighting apparatus. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, yeah, so I think that's when you compare it to the traditional structural trucks used in mining sites now. I mean, it's capabilities that are so different. Tremendous difference mm-hmm. in the capabilities. So, mm-hmm. so a couple things with that is the pump and roll. So you have the ability with this type of vehicle, as it's coming in, you can actually already be discharging out of the bumper turret or the roof turret as you're coming up to the scene. That'll discharge 300 feet plus. Okay. That's another, when you mentioned um, some of the exceeding, it has to be able to discharge at least 300 feet. We're at like, what, 360 last kind? It depends on wind and some other factors, mm-hmm. but we're, we're far exceeding that because of the power of the engine and then how our Rosenbauer pump interacts with that. So we're able to get a lot of distance out of that. So that's one big difference between that and the structural engines that they're using at these mining operations. Um, They're not an off-road vehicle. This is an off-road vehicle, and they're not. And that means that it cannot leave the hard pack. If there's a fire off to the side in any location, they're not going to be able to most likely get there. They'll have to extend these hand lines. And then those hand lines are only going to discharge about 500 liters per minute, where these turrets can discharge 9,000 liters a minute. That's a big difference when you're trying to break through some BTU. Mm-hmm. So when there's a, when there's a fire, it, it, it produces BTUs. That's when you buy a grill, you're looking at the same thing, right? How much heat produces? Well, depending on how many how much heat is there, you have to have more water than that to bring the BTUs down to extinguish the fire. Okay. So when you're having these big pieces of equipment with all the fuel that they carry and everything, when they catch on fire, those hand lines are really not going to be able to put it out. The other advantage of this truck here is that it has foam in it. So when you're discharging, you can discharge just water, but if you push another button, you can actually discharge foam so that if you are fighting a fuel fire 
or any type of if it's a tire tires are actually just fuel once they once they right. melt right yeah. the petroleum so all of that's going to require specialized foam to be able to extinguish it and this truck has the ability to do that with the push of a button a structural truck does not mm-hmm. so there's there's it's just night and day the difference about that the you safety can do. as well right for for the firefighters yeah so yeah the um you know with the firefighters when you pull a hand line you have to at least have two firefighters on that maybe even three depending on how long it is mm-hmm. but you're you're going to use two firefighters and they're going to be right up close to it because you can only discharge from a hand line i don't know 50 feet maybe okay. uh, it doesn't go very far so you got to be really close to the fire and you got to have a couple people so your safety of those people are right there where you might have wheels tires explode things like that so they're in a very compromising position where with the with the arf unit they're able to be 300 feet back plus okay. and inside the cab where they're much more protected than when they're outside and exposed to the fire so it takes less people this is only one person operation this truck is designed so one person can operate the entire thing drive and pump everything so one person operation versus a couple of people once that structural truck is engaged and you put the pump in gear you can't move the truck anymore so the truck is stuck right there it can't move if you have an emergency you got to disengage the pump re-engage the the um the transmission and then drive the truck to a safe place um that's why you see a lot of structural trucks get burnt up because they don't have time to move them as the fire is getting closer to them so these trucks can pump and roll and move and 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 they're free to roam while they're doing that or without just a push of a button so it's just a lot a a lot easier to maneuver and a lot safer vehicle for the accident for the planes coming in as well as as well as the facility if you like yeah dual role i mean because a lot of these mining areas are remote so right. they have to fly their labor in so this this truck they'll know the scheduled flights they can roll the arf truck over there protect their their labor force coming in and they go back to their duty at the mine okay. with supply chains becoming more complex you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. So we're delivering a truck to... Yeah, we're delivering a truck to Valet right now up in Voices Bay Mine. Um, and what's interesting about that, to, to Darren's point, is they actually have an airfield there. And the reason they were looking at the truck was because they needed a new vehicle to protect the airfield. And as they started looking at it and researching it, they realized it was a much better fit for the mining operation than it was even for the airfield. So they're calling it the Swiss Army knife. of, And it really is because, you know, you're protecting the airfield, the aircraft, you're protecting your mining operations it protects buildings it, it's a yeah, you can still can be pull, used as a structural fire truck too so technically it's got three rolls so you can still pull hand lines off of this truck um, so all of that is still there another thing that this truck has it has the ability to also um, have dry chemical or halotron 
okay. on the truck, which is some of the firefighting extinguishing systems that these trucks use is Halotron. I saw some of it advertised. Um, so this truck actually can carry both of those agents as well. So it also gives the firefighters additional capabilities with having, because depending on the type of fire, you want to use different agents. If you have a three-dimensional fire, you want to use dry chemical. If you have an enclosed fire, an engine compartment fire, where you can go in with Halotron, you can extinguish that fire and you can actually still save everything that's inside. That's the advantage of the Halotron over the dry chemical, the water, or the foam, is when that fire is out, there is no damage from the fire extinguishing agents like there is when you use the other being ones. A, being okay. a inerting agent, it, it breaks down the chemical chain reaction. That, that way it leaves no residue. Mm -hmm. okay. So this really, when it comes to mining, which is you know, a new segment that you're pushing into, it's, it's a multifunctional, you know, rather than having multiple vehicles, I mean, it reduces maintenance costs, it reduces, um, Labor costs, you know, there's, there's, there's many reasons to, to, to have a vehicle like this at a mine site rather than structural fire. Yeah, the ability to staff just one person and, and take care of all the functions that the truck does. And, and in a better way, you know, you've got more functionality, you've got more protection for, for quicker resolution of issues. Right. It costs a fraction of one of these heavy pieces of equipment that they have for that fraction of a cost to be able to protect all of them more effectively it's it really makes a lot of sense in fact what uh recently what happened a couple of years ago we had had a uh, rf unit that was bought by a mine out in western canada and they had one of their trucks catch on fire and the rf truck put that fire out and they were so impressed with it they actually bought a second truck from us so there has already been case applications where it has been effectively used in a real real incident. So Valet is excited about getting it. We're pretty excited about getting it up there because we're gonna we're gonna go up and, and see what we can do with them up there and try to get some real applications to have better talking points of exactly where this can be used. Get some get some footage, some pictures and some video showing how it works. So I'm pretty excited about that. things I didn't mention is that the structural truck has two-wheel drive only. This truck has two, four, or six-wheel drive capabilities, which is extremely important when you're going off-road. Okay. Because I'm sure the mines are, are not the most uh, best roads always on a mine. No. <laughs> Another point is they're remote and they don't have fire hydrants like they do around around town here right. so this truck here carries 3,000 gallons of water where a structural truck 750 at the most 1500 but usually 750 or 1250 is all they have of water and they have no foam okay. so this has two to three times the amount of sting of, of water on board for immediate application so that's something else that's important are there any other aspects that maybe had to be changed I mean, to ensure that we that we do for mines 
Yeah. No, it's the same as for an airport. I mean, it's, okay. it's a ruggedly built truck to begin with. So okay. Even in the airport world, sometimes they'll have to go off road and they have different remote, not remote, but they have um, more rougher terrain at some airports where an aircraft doesn't always go down on the runway. They go down a mile or so off the runway. Right. Sometimes in, you know, forested areas or uh, marshland. Right. The truck has to be able to engage all six wheels and drive there. No, that's the thing is, is we're trying to expand our marketplace and we're trying to show that this truck can do more than just airport. So mm-hmm. by getting into the mines, we've also had, we sold that original uh, Transformers truck to a nuclear reactor facility that powered uh, in, in west of Phoenix. I don't want to say or name anything, but west of Phoenix, and that that truck had the Atrid boom on it. What it would do was, if they had a fire at that reactor facility involving their uh, electrical distribution, it would go in there and put dry kim on those electrical, any type of electrical building that caught on fire. Yeah. So it's it's living the good life out there in Arizona. Yeah, I think Transformers is such an interesting way to describe the application because it is so versatile, yeah. right? You can literally be in airport situations, you can be in mining, you can be in all these different applications. Yeah. So. Even even your big warehouse, you go up and you can penetrate the side of the, of the warehouse, like a build like that, and just instead of sending people in because your manpower might be limited, you could just actually pierce the side of the building and flow water, water foam, halotron into it, and, and actually stop or, or contain that fire like a sprinkler system would. And then that way you're saving, you're going to save property and you're going to save property as value. So you're going to save money. So this goes up 54 feet in the air, and then there's a piercing tip on the end that shoots out and goes inside a building, an aircraft, whatever it is you want to go inside. And like Paul said, you can discharge agent. The other thing you can do is you can take off that tip and you can screw in a hand line. So you can actually use this to elevate and go in, extend a hand line into an, a structure that's two or three stories tall okay. without having to extend a, a hose that far, which is a nice advantage as well on top of that. So. Um, um, but as far as ruggedized, the thing is that it's actually already ruggedized because that's the requirements that we have to have. It, it makes it already have to have those features to be able to withstand. In fact, the body's in three pieces, the way it's designed, and that's so that it can move. These tires actually have to be able to, we have to be able to put a 14-inch block under this tire and under this tire, and this one and this one have to still touch the ground. So okay. what we have for ruggedized is we have a hot, what, how is it, high performance coil high performance spring suspension. Coil spring suspension system. And okay. it's Rosenbauer patented and built by Rosenbauer. Okay. Is it independent suspension? No. It's not it's independent. A li- it's, it's a live action. Got, it's got actually Solid more movement than an independent suspension. Okay. So we have yeah. 14 inches of travel at each corner. So these are, these either, are wheel can, yeah. either wheel can move seven, up, seven inches up or seven inches down still not contact and maintain all the other tires on the road. And that's that's an NFPA requirement, National okay. Fire Protection Administration. So, so against uh, a standard structural fire truck, it's also, what, what are the They couldn't do any of that. They would not what be. What are the other differences in the product to make it, make it off-road? Oh. Higher clearance, a higher clearance. And the, 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 ability to, the ability to lock all your uh, drive lines, all your uh, axles into turning mm-hmm. so that way as long as you're going straight you know minimal turning you're, you're going to be able to to go off-road 
the split body I mentioned earlier, where you have a separate engine compartment, separate water tank and pump compartment, and then separate cab. That three-piece body, that's made so that it can flex. One of the things I didn't mention, when you do that tire thing I told you about, you have to also be able to open all the doors. Everything still has to be able to function normally when the truck's tilted like that. So that's another unique feature about this truck over the structure. Here we have 15 inches at the uh, axle, I mean at the uh, pumpkin or what we call the differential. And that's that's a requirement that, that any, your normal fire truck doesn't have that type of clearance at the uh, at differential. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure, Darren, what the other clearance is on the other. See, we don't sell, Paul and I only sell this truck. We don't sell also, any of the others. Also, you've got 30, so like if this truck's going uphill, you got 30 angle. You got 30 degrees of, of approach, angle of approach, and then you got 30 degrees angle of departure. Okay. So this truck can go off road, go up and down hills. Oops, and we lost. The and you don't have any of that with a structural truck. So those are all capabilities unique to the R. And I think it's important too to mention. I mentioned yeah, the that red trucks are for the street. Yeah. This truck is for whatever you thought. Wherever. Okay. It's a greater ground clearance. <laughs> you can lock up six-wheel drive on this one. Yeah. Six-wheel drive. High the coil spring suspension, much more advanced, much more ruggedized for that off-road. Off the 30-degree angle of approach and departure. So if you look at if you look at a Rosewater Panther, you got the, the the cab mod, the pump mod, tank mod, engine mod. Every all the mods sits on the, the frame rails, mm -hmm. and it, they sit on their own suspension system. So this truck can the, you can get the truck in a you know front wheels to the left, rear wheels to the right, and everything's going to move and flex and continue to work and continue to operate. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just the ruggedness of being off-road. That's a big difference when it comes to... And red trucks, red trucks are built to be on pavement. They, right. they do nobody any good when they get off the pavement. Mm -hmm. okay. And I think the important piece, too, is as I mentioned earlier that this is what Paul and I sell. But Rosenbauer is largest fire truck manufacturer world. We sell those trucks as well. So we're not trying to say buy a Rosenbauer because you should have this truck and not the ones you're using. We sell right. those as well. It's just the application that they're being used for does not fit for... The, the protection. Whenever you're choosing your fire protection, you always have to look at what is your risk. What is it you're protecting? Because that's what's supposed to drive the type of apparatus you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we feel is being missed in the mining environment is they're not looking at what their risk is. Their risk is big vehicles, heavy fuel loads. You probably have, most of these mines have, um, have fuel facilities. They have to, to be able to keep these that's liquid fuel. That's what this truck does. Structural trucks don't do any of those things. So all of the all of the reasons where when you're looking at the risk that you're mitigating, trying to decide what is the best application for that, this Swiss Army knife of this truck right here is the perfect fit for that entire environment because it not just takes care of one aspect, it actually can cover every part of the mining operation. So improved safety and reducing operating. Absolutely. Your protect your investment. I mean, so the initial cost is more, yeah. these big vehicles. but but your yeah. replacement time is much longer because you won't have to replace it as often, and your staffing levels is less. So there's a lot of saving. Yeah, kind of a one one stop shop instead of having to have fewer vehicles as well. Yeah. You would. You, this truck does all the stuff a structural truck does. Plus, by the I didn't. We can pull hand lines off this truck. So, I mean, you can do everything with a structural truck that with this truck. Plus everything else that it brings to the table that the structural truck doesn't. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah, fuel farm or office fire. You know, you can pull up, put this truck in, in pump, a stationary pump mode. 
multiple hand lines and actually deploy your fire brigade to any type of class A, which would be a building fire, and, and actually make make a uh, combat that fire with this truck as just a regular fire truck. And then boom, hey, we got a plane coming in. Put the hose up, let's go over there and stand by when it comes in. Got one of our big dump trucks that, that's on fire or, or a wheel catches on fire or whatever. They've already discharged their agent on that truck. We get this truck over there, we've got agent, we've got water, and make save protect that investment. Because right. yeah. I mean, a mine's not making any money, I guess, when a lot of equipment burns up or <laughs> no, that's the truth. You know, and, and no. these hazards happen. Right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you to Dwayne and Paul from Rosenbauer, as well as the Volvo Penta team for providing their insights into the development of this specialty vehicle. And be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.